Hey, good evening, Mizzou fans out there. Gabe DeArmond and Drew King coming at you live from Mizzou Arena after a 95-67 loss to Kansas that most certainly did not live up to the hype. We will uh, get into that momentarily. Um, this is We've done this after every football game this year. We're going to do it after mm -hmm. a handful of basketball games. We're not doing it after every basketball game. But we are going to do it for a handful of them. Uh, these are going to be sponsored by James Carlton. As many of our shows have been. And, hey, guys, there's still some things going on in the arena. So understand there's going to be a little bit of background noise. Uh, this isn't a football stadium where we can go in a room and shut a door necessarily. But uh want to thank James Carlton once again, 314-961-4800, carltoninsurance.net. You can get in touch with him. You saw firsthand what a top 10 basketball team looks like. James Carlton wants Missouri to have a top 10 basketball team. You do that through NIL these days. If you call James and you get an insurance quote from him and you mention this show, he is going to donate $20 for every one of those people to Mizzou's NIL collective. And let's be honest, that's the way you close the gap. Drew, just first impressions. Was this about anything more than just a big talent gap? Um. Honestly, I'm, I'm having a hard time saying no. I think, um, you know, obviously it's a big moment for Mizzou to have this game here. Um, and it, they, I checked the attendance. It was a sellout crowd. They listed it at 15,000 people. Um, but, I, I mean, it's – I don't think it wasn't the players living up necessarily to the moment. I think it was just that Kansas is, you know, legitimately a top 10 team in the country and and Mizzou is not right now. And I don't know how far outside of the top 10 Mizzou is at this point, but it's, it's not necessarily very close, right? It's, it's 28 points away. It's 20 points about, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I, look, I do think there's a talent gap. I think today was also about a little bit more than that in that I think this was what happens when a top 10 plays like 10 team plays like a top 10 team and whatever Missouri is doesn't play as well as they have been. Like, I don't think Missouri played well today, right? If, if I, I think if Missouri plays 10 times, they're going to lose a few of them to this team by 28 points. They're not going to lose all of them by 28 points, but I thought the, the talent gap was accentuated by the fact that I just didn't think Missouri played well today. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, they had their worst assist-to-turnover ratio of the season so far, and that's something that they've really prided themselves on every game. Um, and, you know, on top of that, you know, the they're shooting inside the arc, right? Their shots on two-pointers, that was abysmal today, which is has typically been like a strength of the team so far. And so um, it definitely – was like out of character, kind of the way they were playing, the shots they were taking, the passes they were making. Um, it, it just was all off for them. And maybe you're right. It, maybe it did have something to do with kind of the hype coming into the game and, and knowing that everybody was going to be watching them. But uh, again, I'll go back to like Kansas is just a really good team. You know, they've beaten Duke already this season. Um, and so I think that definitely played a big part of, in it as well. I thought, I mean, I looked at halftime. It said Missouri was 8 of 16 on layups. I felt like Missouri was like 4 of 20 on layups. Yeah, they missed a lot of bunnies. It was, so like I said at halftime, the offense was, was not great, but it was mostly because they weren't shooting the ball well. They turned it over a little more than normal. But Drew, like that defense, and yeah, I, here's what I think. It, if Missouri doesn't steal the ball from you out top, 
they're not a good defensive team. Is that fair to say? I think so. I think one of the adjustments Dennis Gates tried to make, especially at, thank you, thank you, Matt. Um, but I, I think one of the adjustments um, Dennis Gates tried making was rather than you know having three or four guards on the floor, he put three forwards together, right? We saw Kobe and Aiden Shaw and Ronnie DeGray play together. I don't think we've seen that this year. Um, and while that definitely helps defensively, it doesn't help very much offensively, right? Because I don't think any three of those guys can take a defender off the dribble, right? And so um, I, I thought that they did, you know, step up a little bit defensively, especially in the second half after that uh, big run that Kansas came out on. But um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Mizzou's offense in the half court has not been great this season. And we saw that in the Wichita State game too. Um, so if they don't get turnovers, I think that's kind of going to be their Achilles heel for this season. Yeah, I do want to invite you guys. Obviously, a lot of you have figured it out. Put your comments and your questions in the queue. We'll do our best to, to catch up with them and and, uh, and and kind of comment on what you guys want to talk about in this game because we've had a decent amount of time to think about it. I've, we spent most of the second half writing, to be honest. Um, and, and Todd and Cam both made the same point. Seems like the environment was more of a detriment to Mizzou players, especially Hodge early on, than it was to Kansas. And, like, I think that's fair to say. I don't think that was the difference in the game, but we talked about before for the game this atmosphere can get the home team going it can also be a little too much i mean kansas has guys you know somebody asked dewan harris in the post game what was this atmosphere did that did that have any impact on you he said i just played in a national title game with seventy thousand people like no they, kansas doesn't have a ton of guys who have played in games like this but even kevin mcculler he transferred from texas tech he's played in games like this missouri outside of uh, Ronnie DeGray and, and Kobe Brown in whatever minutes they got in Lawrence, Kansas last year, they haven't played in a game like this, in a crowd like this. And, like, look, I don't think it's the difference in the game, but I do think it's okay to say Missouri didn't handle it very well at the start, especially Demoy Hodge had trouble catching the ball. Trey Gomillion had four turnovers in the first few minutes. And, I mean, they had some shots, Drew, that they didn't just miss. I mean, like, they weren't close. Yeah, and uh, you know, it also stood out like the their shot selection was so much different than in games past, right? We saw like one play where Sean East got the ball on the fast break, and he has Demoy Hodge a couple of steps ahead of him, and he doesn't give the ball up. He he hangs on to it and takes a contested mid range jumper from the elbow, right? That's not something that we typically saw from this team, and so um, yeah, I, I agree. I think um, you know you mentioned Dewan Harris on top of playing in the national championship game, he's from here, right? So he he kind of knew what to expect. And Dennis Gates coming into this game said, well, we have experienced guys. We have players who have, you know, played in games that were hostile. Not like this. It was not like this. Definitely not. And, and like, look, it's not a disrespect to whatever games Noah Carter played at Northern Iowa or Demoy Hodge played at Cleveland State. It's just different, man. Like, and, and, and like Drew, we talked about it on the show on Wednesday. I said, you don't understand what it's going to be like. So just this is the first time you've been in this atmosphere. Like, 
your initial impression, you know, at tip off is what of, of what this place is? Yeah, I think um, the antlers definitely brought it. I was really impressed by the student section. They immediately filled the end zone up. Um, I liked some of some of the signs. Some of them were better than others. I feel like, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of loud in there. Gabe, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, it, it, it was wild. Uh, Breakfast King brings up a good point, and this kind of sums it up. The defense has been awful all year. Of course, the top ten team is gonna tear it apart. So here's what you got today: a team that I don't think is very good defensively against a team that, when it's executing like that is unbelievable offensively. Bill Self said it was the best they've played all year, and it's not close. And look, man, Bill Self and his guys ran a clinic on how to beat that defense. I mean, they just did. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting that Bill Self was talking about how well they were um, handling kind of the, the help defense of Mizzou too, right? He was talking about how if we can avoid turning it over in the first 15 seconds of the game, um, we can find a good shot, right? We'll, we'll be able to slow down the tempo a little bit. And so when you saw, you know, help defenders coming, right, after a Mizzou defender gets beat off the dribble, Kansas did a really good job of either making an extra pass or taking the open shot. And so I think that was um, a big difference for Mizzou. Yeah. In this game. And I mean, Dewan Harris, I don't know what his final stat line was, but we talked about on the show Wednesday. The concern here was if Dewan Harris can get around his guy and get in the lane, this team had some pieces that could hurt you. And Self said they talked a lot about Missouri really picks up pressure high. Like, they, they really come out and get you. And he said, if you can get past that first guy, then they're really going to help. So it's all about making the extra pass. And Kansas passed the ball beautifully. Like, they did what Missouri's done a lot offensively this year. And, and they made everything. I mean, they made 10 straight shots at one point. Yeah. Um, so question for you, Gabe. Do you think that Mizzou was over aggressive with its pressure, right? Because I know that was something that we talked about coming into this game that you know, Mizzou had to do to get yeah. this win. Um, and they definitely tried, but it seemed like Kansas was able to get past that back line pretty yeah, consistently. I, I think Kansas handled this pretty well. I mean, if Missouri backs off and plays half-court game, they're not winning this game. So I think Missouri did what it had to do. The biggest problem was not only did Kansas make 10 straight shots, they didn't turn the ball over for the first five and a half, seven and a half minutes of the game. I mean, and if we talked, if Missouri can't get turnovers, I, they're not going to win this game. And they, they didn't. Um, and, you know, it was I, – I, I think they scored – I well, think Kansas and, scored 28 points off turnovers. And not only that – yeah, that, that was going to be my point. Not only did Mizzou not get turnovers, but Kansas got turnovers. And Kansas scored on the fast break instead of Mizzou. I think that was a huge factor in this game because, you know, Missouri um, – you know, that's that's usually how Mizzou wins, right? And Kansas completely flipped the table on them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kansas came – look, if, if Kansas was going to play an A game, Missouri probably wasn't going to win. And Kansas probably played an A game. Uh, Larry wants to know why Kobe Brown didn't play. Honestly, he wasn't good. Like, yeah. I mean, Drew, I told you at halftime, I wouldn't play him in the second half. Like, this team's best player can't not show up in this game. Yeah, and, and he did. It wasn't because of foul trouble this time either, right? It was it was legitimately he was, because he wasn't playing very well. He was one for five. He had four points and six rebounds and three turnovers. 
Right. And, you know, Bill Self did talk about how they wanted to take away Kobe going to his right. That was kind of part of their game plan going in. And they did a really good job of that today. Um, and yeah. It, sh it showed. Like the disappointment, and, and this was something Gates said early on in the postgame. He said, look, in the paint, like we've got to be better. And the, the disappointing part was this is not a big Kansas team. Like you looked at this mm -hmm. matchup and said, Kobe Brown and Noah Carter could maybe get some things done, right? Because Kansas doesn't have a lot of big guys. They play pretty small. Okay. Well, Kobe Brown and Noah Carter got dominated. And Carter yeah, came after the postgame, he said, look, man, we got to be tougher. And and that's it's definitely my fault. That's on me. Um, I, I mean, uh, you know, K.J. Adams had a huge game, like went crazy. Their six, I told you about him. Like, yeah, their 6'7 guy looked like an all-star. Missouri's 6'7 guys just they, – they didn't get anything done down low. I mean, that, 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 there's no other way to say it. Um, Michael's asking the question. I'm sure we've gotten this 100 times. Yeah. And I'm just going to put this one up, and we're going to tell you right now. We'll address it. It's Isaiah Mosley and the dog. Isaiah, I'm looking down at the court right now. He's one of a few players out there shooting the basketball. He was here. He appeared to be into the game. He did not play. We don't know what the situation is, guys. Dennis Gates was asked about it again after the game. He said, I anticipate Isaiah is going to help us. Everybody transitions at a different pace. The transition he's going through, he's going to come out the other side, and he's going to help us. Um, I, I truly do understand the fan frustration with this because, Drew, I – like I'm frustrated by it too because we look like mm -hmm. idiots because we can't get it give anybody an answer but we don't right yeah I mean uh, all we know is it's not injury and it's not behavioral and, and he played in the last game so mm -hmm. it's not it's not like he's suspended it's sometimes he plays and sometimes he doesn't and we don't yeah. really know why yeah I, I mean he was warming up tonight and he had his headband on he had his sneakers on he, he looked like he was gonna play so we really just have no idea when he will actually see the floor. And, um, and, and we're going to show up every game, and we're not going to know until that game starts. Exactly. Definitely. And, and, and like, I get, that, I, I get that that pisses you guys off, and you don't think that's a good enough answer, and your reaction is do your job. Look, guys, we can't pound the table and say, no, really tell us. Like, he's going to tell us what he's going to tell us, and all we can do is ask. And, I, you know, we've asked. We've asked four or five games in a row, and that's all there is to it. Yep. Um, let's see. Let's keep going. Um, AU Stock says this Mizzou team had three quarters of its players not playing Power Five basketball last year. Yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. Like, the, Kansas has a top ten Power Five roster, as Dennis Gates put it. They have championship DNA and residue. Yep. He said, Mizzou, "We're in our infant stages." Like. It's disappointing because we had this, and I, I include me in this week. We had this built up into the this, man, wouldn't it be cool if? Mm -hmm. And it just ended so quick. Yeah. I mean, almost from the very beginning, you kind of realize, like, oh, this is probably not going to be good for Mizzou tonight. Right. Um, but I, I don't even blame, you know, us specifically because, like, even – you know, like Vegas had this as a three and a half point game and, and Ken Palm had this as a three point game. Like, I, I feel like most people considered this would be a more competitive contest. Right. And you could just tell from the start, like it's, it's two teams on two different levels right now. And, and I think there is something too, and I, I'm writing about this a little bit in my column. Bill Self has been in this building before. He's been in this rivalry before. He was not surprised by anything that he walked into. 
I promise he told his team all week, you're going to need your best game of the season to walk out of there with a win. Because Bill's 5-4 and four in this building before today, mm-hmm. I think. Like, he's had better teams than this one lose here. So I think he knows, and I think he probably had his guys. And, and I'm not saying Dennis Gates didn't get his guys prepared. That's not my point. Just you don't know till you're in it, and no, nobody here has seen this game before. And so, like, to ask them for it to mean as much to them as it meant to the 48-year-old couple sitting in Section 107, right? it just was never going to because that's – they haven't grown up with this and they it hasn't been like in their family for generations you know it's rivalries are a learned thing and they might have learned something about it today but they didn't know about it coming in yeah definitely not well but but even like the guys who played last year like Kayla or sorry Kobe and and Ronnie like did you did you sense that there was any difference for them than the rest of the team I mean, I, I don't know because I look. I I couldn't go to media day. I was right. on the injured list, so I didn't get to talk to anybody going into the game. So I don't know how they were handling it there. And obviously, we only talked to Nick and Noah after the game. Right. And, and look, like I, I think it's important to say that Gates said, "Hey guys, we're not happy with this. Like yeah. we're hurting. We know you. We know." Like it, Gates praised the crowd. He said, "We know how bad you wanted it, and we didn't give you enough." So mm-hmm. it's all there. It's just. It, it it's when you build up the morning of December 25th all year thinking you're getting an Xbox and your parents gave you boxers. Like <laughs> it, they might be nice boxers, man. Like you know, they might have your parents might have worked as hard as they could and that's all they could afford for Christmas. But when you're 12 years old, opening boxers still sucks when you think you're getting an Xbox, and that's yeah. what happened today. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that was a really good analogy. I'm pretty proud of myself. So we're going to move on. Um, Steven Steiner says, did this game lose the majority of the fan base? I, Drew, can you take this one, man? I can't do this. Um, Ten games in. I would, I would say no. This game did not lose the majority of the fan base, especially like considering that they had built up enough trust with the community to have a sellout. Um, and – even knowing that this was Kansas, like I still expect there to be really big crowds when Kentucky comes through and when they get deeper into Arkansas. Yeah. Like these, these are still going to be some really big high attendance numbers throughout the season. So I would say absolutely not. They did not lose the fan base off of this game. If they lost you, that's a you problem. That's not an end problem. And and look, I don't think like, I didn't watch that game and say they're not trying Right. I didn't think they were, if anything, I thought maybe they were, they were pressing a little too much early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, even looking past like the fan base, I don't think that this game is going to define like how good the team can be either. Right. Like just because you lose 28 points to Kansas doesn't mean you can't be competitive with Kentucky and Arkansas or Illinois. Right. You, you still have a chance in those games. Right. So I, I think that, we had to take this game as it is, which is, you know, their first time playing one of the best teams in the country, right? And they didn't look great. Doesn't mean they can't get better. This was always a five-game stretch where two and three was going to be successful. Mm-hmm. If you can beat UCF and then just win one other one, and trust me, guys, I know how bad you wanted it to be this one. I get it. 
because because I have lived in this thing and I, I do understand it the way you guys understand. So I get how badly you wanted it, but it, it just this wasn't going to be the ones. Um, were you the only one or was I the only one bothered by the lack of emotion shown by Gates? Look, this is Dennis, man. I mean, this is what you're going to get. I, I, he is a very even keel guy. I don't see him as a guy that's going to get a technical or blow his lid or come into a post game and, yeah. and rave. Like I saw Brad Underwood said, you know, after his team lost to Penn State today, he said they deserve to walk around campus and be miserable during finals week. Like it's a great quote. I would love to write it. I don't think Dennis Gates is ever going to say something. We couldn't even get At Gates. Least not with this team. We couldn't get Gates to tell us like what happened with the conversations where he was calling old coaches about this game. Like he right. wouldn't, he wouldn't give us any details about that. He didn't want to tell us anything about what he thought about Kansas before the game. And then, you know, like tonight there's a couple questions where you can tell he, he really just doesn't want to answer. Um, mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, it, it's tough to get um, into the mind of Dennis Gates, for sure. You are, I, I promise, like, look, guys, this might change in year four or five or something, but there's no way you're ever going to read a Dennis Gates quote and think, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. Like, that's not him. He's not going to give that to us. Now, part of that is it's year one. He doesn't know us yet, but I, I just don't get the feeling that's him. Uh, carried by dad says throwing full court passes that ended in turnovers every time was soul crushing. I will say there was a time with about six minutes left where Kobe Brown wound up to throw one of those 60 foot passes. And I just go, Oh no, this is not going to work. And it did not work. I mean, and, and here's why Kansas is faster than Penn or than coastal Carolina, or like this is different than the teams they've played. Yeah. You're not going to be able to hit many uh, Hail Mary touchdown passes against, you know, a top 10 team in the country. Um, Gabe, what was more soul crushing for you seeing the, uh, those passes get picked off or not being able to connect to the Wi-Fi during the game? Oh no, it was the Wi-Fi without question. It was the Wi-Fi. At one point I pounded the table and scared the piss out of everybody else on pressure. So it, it was unquestionably the Wi-Fi. Um, Breakfast King says the bad news is this is a reality check going into conference play. Good news is most teams in the SEC aren't as good as Kansas. I mean, look, guys, Missouri's going to play three teams in the next month that I think are as good as Kansas. Illinois just beat Texas. Illinois is as good as Kansas. Now, are they every night? Will they be when Missouri plays them? I don't know. Kentucky ceiling is as high as Kansas's. Arkansas ceiling, I think, is the best team in America. Alabama just beat number one Houston at Houston. Like, you're going to play more teams like this than not over the next couple of mm -hmm. months, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Dennis Gates got asked if this was kind of a litmus, litmus test for the team. And he, he actually disagreed. He said, you know, the litmus test comes in practice for us, which is kind of coach speak for me. But Say what you got to say, right? Yeah. but um, It would have been a litmus test if they won. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, right? Um, and I think they still have, like I said, those chances against – the, the bigger schools that are coming up, up on the schedule. Like it, it, like I said on our podcast earlier this week, Gabe, if they beat one of those teams, I think it's a really good sign that this is a team with a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam Cameron says, I've never seen a player favor his right hand more while being a left-handed shooter than Sean. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I will say I, don't know either. I, I think at the end of the year, Sean will probably look back and – and say that was my worst. Just a January. It was, it was a tough day, man. Yeah, it was tough for a lot of guys, though. A lot of guys, right? Not just him. 
Yeah, no question. Um, Stewart says this team is way better than Mizzou has had in years. We're losing a little bit of perspective. Like, no, today should not burn the fan base down. Missouri went to the NCAA tournament two years ago. Two years ago, guys. Like, I get that it sounds good to say they've been garbage for eight years, but there were a couple years in there where they weren't. I, this is one of 33. I, I, I just, like, I know we put more import on it because of who it was, but this is just one of 33. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how you, you really do have to view it like that, right? Because you can't put all your stock into this one game and discount, you know, the first nine wins that Missouri had, right? Because they looked really good through those first couple of games. This is the first really good team they matched up with, but that doesn't mean that they can't compete at an NCAA tournament level, right? Um, so, I mean, today, I, I felt like today, look, had they won, I would have started talking about this being an NCAA tournament team. I hadn't before this. And, and based on today, I'm not going to. I'm not telling you it's impossible. Just what I know about this team is they've played 10 games. They've played two against teams that are anywhere in their area code talent-wise. They, they won one of them at Wichita State, and they lost – Really, today, Kansas might not be in their area code, but what I'm saying is close or better, right? And they lost one. I, I mean, so they're one and one in games that you didn't go in knowing, hey, they should win this game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I just I, I, I do kind of want to get uh, – get, like I think we do need to touch on the fans and what they made this place into today because it, it was – it, it was everything that everybody wanted it to be. You know, I I, I, I enjoyed it. And I, I know people get mad when I say I walk out of every Bill Self press conference kind of liking Bill Self. But somebody asked him what it was like to be back. He said, it was nice. The crowd was very welcoming. <laughs> you know? um, I, but, look, they brought it today. And, and I think it, it showed you what it can be. And like Gates said, it's now up to the team to, to make it be that. Yeah, um, it was definitely like everything that I was told it was going to be, right? Um, it was probably up there in terms of like the crowds that I've been in covering a game. Like it was very high up there. And I thought that, you know, going back to the student section, you know, I was really surprised to see how quickly they filled it up because it was like the, the, like moment, the second the doors opened. Yeah. Everybody was yeah. rushing in there. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, like I didn't see very many people leave early. Right. Like I, I felt like the crowd stayed in the arena all the way to the end. For the most part, I did walk up to uh, use the restroom at the under four timeout. And there were a decent number of people leaving at that point. Cause it was a 22 point game. But like what, what impressed me was, like this game realistically was kind of over with about eight minutes left in the first half, right? But like anything that they could grab onto, they were, I mean, Missouri scored five straight to make it like a 15 point game with, you know, 14 minutes left or something. And man, you would have thought it was tied in the final. Like that crowd tried to will them back in it. It, it just, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, no, it was really, um, 
they, they were just into it from from buzzer to buzzer they were all the way invested and like you said they, they were willing it to happen it just didn't happen tonight right and now look this this is the story of missouri basketball is okay it can be like this for kansas can it be like this for Arkansas or Alabama or Florida or stuff? And now I'm not saying it has to be this year. Like the team has to give you a reason, right? But this game, this atmosphere showed what this place can be. It just hasn't been in a long time. And now, like I said, hey, we got to give them more. We, we got to give them reasons. Yeah, and you had to give them reasons on top of it being just a, a rival, right? Because I think Mizzou could have been 0-9 and – they still might have pulled this kind of crowd, right? Yeah, um, I agree. Nine and helped, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I agree. I think they have to give them even more reasons to keep showing up in this capacity. Right. I mean, hey, you go, well, like Kentucky's going to be weird because it's over Christmas break. So students right. probably aren't coming back. But I mean, if you were to go beat Illinois and you're coming back here 11 and one, like, hey, that's going to be a pretty good crowd when Kentucky mm -hmm. comes in. Uh, Steven says, I, I get frustrated with the playing time. Golston and DeGray get it, but after, or get, but after looking at the roster, I get it. Yeah. You know, Drew, this was a thing to me. I'm like, like I found myself at halftime going, well, I wouldn't play that guy and I wouldn't play that guy and I wouldn't play that. Well, you got to play somebody, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you can't bench everybody, you know. Right. And, and you know, it's also kind of how Dennis Gates just likes to run things, right? He wants to get a lot of guys out onto the floor. And at the pace that they play at, too, like, you have to keep guys fresh. They're going to tire out quickly if you leave them out there too long. So um, I kind of think that's also goes into it. Is there – I mean, is there anything you take out of this positively? Can, can you latch on to anything that happened today and say, I like this, or this is something to build on? I thought they actually did a decent job on the boards, Gabe. I thought that like Kansas did not manhandle them like other teams have. Um, yeah. So I, I thought that was one positive. I thought Nick Honor, um, you know, he hasn't had any, you know, really big games for them, but he's been consistent night to night. And so it doesn't, I said this in my um, kind of post game thoughts, but whether, they're playing SEMO or they're playing Kansas, like you know what you're gonna get from Nick Honor, right? Mm -hmm. He's been a very steady presence for them. So those were two of my main positives from this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a little harder time. The only positive I would take is I would think like you can't miss this many layups in the future. I think you can miss this many threes because I've seen them miss this many threes. I would like to see this team shoot fewer threes going forward. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot else to be quite honest with you. Uh, Holy shield wants to know why Golston has an infinite green light. Look, this is how Dennis played. Like he has said, I will bench a guy for not taking a good shot. Yeah. If you're in the game, he expects you to shoot the ball. Um, and, and again, like. And Golston's I, had good games too. Like Golston right. had a 20 point game the other night. Like, and so. I, I watched him play tonight and I thought. Well, like, hey, at least he's being aggressive. He's getting to the – like, he's – you know, he's trying to make something happen. It didn't necessarily happen, but I can live with the guy making mistakes of aggression, right? What I don't want is passive, a guy that looks like he's intimidated by playing in this game. And there was some of that too, but I didn't think Golston looked intimidated. He just didn't shoot the ball very well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
Okay, Breakfast King, obviously this team doesn't stack up with the top end of the SEC. How do you view them against the mid- and low-tier teams? Drew, maybe you're different than me. I'm not going to pretend to. I know Vanderbilt got slaughtered by Grambling last night. I think they're bad. But, like, I haven't watched Texas A&M or South Carolina play a minute. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm not for sure either. Um, but, you know, even with this loss, uh, as I'll still stick with kind of my – preseason prediction that this is going to be a team that's on the NCAA bubble and is going to be somewhere kind of in the middle pack of the SEC. Um, and I, I, I didn't really – I still haven't seen anything through the first 10 games that have changed my mind about that. I think to do that, though, like you're eventually going to have to beat somebody good. And I don't think Missouri's done that yet. I'm not saying they can't do it. Right. But – I, I think today, like I wrote in some pregame stuff this morning, I said one of the things we could do after this game is look down and go, I know we kind of talked about the schedule being weak, but we didn't talk about it enough. Um, like, it was very, very weak. And I, and I think, like, that was a little bit of a part of tonight is the 9-0 and was, like, that's a little fake, right? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, I think it, it was ranked as like bottom three in the country by Ken Palm too. So, um, I mean, sure, 9-0 is probably not completely accurate of how good the team is. But, um, again, 9 you just hope You just hope that 95-67 isn't indicative. Of exactly. That. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll – they'll have chances to beat good teams this year, right? They've got a, a lot more chances. Like, they'll play a lot of good teams this year. So, um, but and, yeah, and it, look, it just wasn't tonight, you know? If they go over against top 15 teams, right? Like if it's, if they lose to Illinois and Kentucky twice and Arkansas twice, and they end the season, I don't know, 0 and 7 against top 15 teams. That's okay. That doesn't mean they can't have a good year. It means they probably won't make the NCAA tournament. But I'm going to be honest, man. That's never been my measuring stick here. Mm -hmm. They were 12 and 21 last year and basically told the whole roster, yo, we need better. Like the, the goal to me was never beat Kansas and play in the NCAA tournament. I mean, maybe that was the goal, but not the expectation. I mean, Dennis Gates's expectation is to win the national championship. So if we're going by that, then I think we're, we're a ways off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. And and Todd brings up a good point. We're going to give up 90 a lot. Like this team going to be fun to watch, man, because they're going to be in a whole bunch of 92, 88 games. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's kind of, again, kind of what surprised me tonight was that they weren't able to, you know, keep up the scoring that they have been so far this year. Kansas took away a lot from them in this game. And they did. And also Missouri just missed shots that like, Look, man, if you're going to beat a team like this, you got to make some of those. Not just the layups, but some of the open threes, too. How about eight missed free throws? Yes, yes, big. Big. They cost uh, That cost them $80 that they donate to some charity after the game. I didn't see which one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it was a bad day to have a bad day in the end right um i guess i guess that's how we sum it up uh you never never want it to happen against uh against the team that you want to be your arch rival and i think still is your arch rival in some ways um but 
rough day, and uh, I guess now they get a week off for finals. They'll go to Florida and play UCF, and then they have another like five days off after that, I think, before Illinois. Yeah, they um, they should be fresh in these games. Yeah, yeah. Somebody asked after asked Gates after the game, how do you keep the team's legs fresh? And I don't, I don't think he exactly phrased it right. I'm like, no, played in a week, and they don't play in another week. I, I think they'll be rested. I think, yeah. I, I, think I think he meant, how do you keep them like engaged? Right. Not, yeah. Not yeah. But yeah. So G- Gates um, was confused by that one too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, guys, I appreciate you joining us. Um, we're like I said, we're not going to do this after every basketball game. We're going to do it after some. Uh, we did it tonight. May do it after Kentucky or Arkansas. You know, we'll we'll pick some games here and there, kind of bigger games um, to do it after. We'll we'll. Probably not just the games against top 15 teams. I feel like we should pick one Missouri wins to do it after at some point, you know, um, but but did want to try this out on the basketball side. And, and so uh, if you joined us uh, here live, we'd appreciate you hitting the subscribe button, uh, like the show before you leave. If you're listening on the podcast, which I'll put together after this, you know, uh, leave us a nice review, say good things, share it on social media. Uh, we'll do it a handful of times uh, because that is what we've agreed to with our friend James Carlton. James Carlton State Farm Insurance. Uh, his information has been scrolling across the bottom of the screen there. CarltonInsurance.net, 314-961-4800. Uh, James, a big Mizzou fan. I'm sure he is having a rough night like some of you guys are out there. I get it. Um, you know, pour yourself a, an adult beverage. Wait for Drew and I to finish up our stories. Uh <laughs> go back and forth with James on the message board about how frustrated you are. But James, uh, James wants to make this better and he wants to do it by helping Mizzou out in any way he can. The way he can is if you call him for an insurance quote, look, you need insurance. Uh, Drew called him. He's Drew's insurance agent. I'm a fan of James. Yeah. Drew Kavouchi is going to, going to do the best he can to save you money. And he's great to work with. He's also going to, if you call and get a quote, even if he doesn't end up being your insurance guy, if you just get a quote from him and mention power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL collective. So, um, Drew's got some writing to do. I'm going to put up a podcast, cut some pictures. I got a little writing to do. So we'll wrap it up, uh, tonight on the boards. Uh, first time in 11 years against KU, not the way you wanted it guys. I get it. But, uh, back at it soon enough. So thanks for watching. We'll catch up with you later.